I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly. Hey, everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. It's Wednesday night. It's about, well, oh, wow, it's early. It's like 8.20. And you are listening exclusively on the BSH Radio Patreon, and that can only mean one thing. It's time to turn that volume dial just a couple notches to the left, because this is yelling about sports. Uh, That's right, we are back. We are still here on the BSH Radio Patreon. They have not kicked us off after last week's episode. Everyone actually said it was, uh... Pretty, pretty good. So pretty I want to get. So I want to get into this week's. Uh, we have a lot of fun to have. We have a lot of fun to have this week with me, as always, my broadcast partner in crime, Stephalicious D. Steph Driver. How are you tonight, Steph? I'm wonderful. I'm. I'm. I've. Oh God! I've relocated from my kitchen to my bedroom, and I'm sitting on the floor, which means I'm going to get multiple Missy drive-bys. So if you hear panting. It's because Missy has sports opinions. Well, of course she does. She is the best motherfucking sports opinions. Of the course. best motherfucking sports opinions. And Mama Cat is sleeping on top of my dresser. Maybe she'll come by too. Uh, the Sixers are tipping off their season tonight. We have another edition of Why I Love the NBA. There's always fun to have uh, with the NFL. They are just nothing but a barrel of laughs, aren't they? Yeah, uh, NFL. Yeah. Uh, and of course we'll bring you what we're yelling about with the flyers and some other good stories as well but we are going to kick off tonight with the biggest story in the world there is finally just a rising contingent of resistors steph a growing contingent of people who recognize the truth that dave haxtell's a bad coach that in and out burger is just not that good <laughs> All right, I'm here for this. Uh, De'Aaron Fox of the uh, of the Sacramento Kings. He's a uh, he, he's out there. He's a rookie this year, and of course, you know all the California people are like, "Oh, have you had the fast food yet? Like it's their delicacy or something out there." Like our our love for Wawa out here on the East Coast is purely it's pretty good and convenient. Like we don't think it's some delicacy. Like these Californians and all these West Coast people think that their trash fast food is. And I, when I was out there, I went to one in uh in uh where I, not Huntington Beach. I was somewhere. I was somewhere in like Southern California. And it, as soon as we get there, people are like, "You just drove 4,000 miles to get here. The first thing we got to do is go to In-N-Out Burger." I'm like, "Okay, cool. Yeah." And they're telling me, "You got to have get it animal style." And I say, "What is it?" And they say, "No, you just got to get it." I said, "Well, no." Um, yeah, no. see, you know what doesn't sound appetizing? <laughs> animal style style on a burger if you don't tell me what it is let me tell you i am a hard pass that's exactly what i said if you just told me what it is and they have some sort of bullshit secret menu i shouldn't need to know morse code to be able to get edible (laughs) food like uh, and here's the other little secret the fries suck And burger and fries, that's the meal. It is my favorite meal. I love a burger and fries. And the fries are terrible. And I'm so glad people are finally recognizing this place is trash. Now, in our Broad Street Hockey Slack, which I can bring up because it's all Broad Street Hockey patrons that are listening to this now. Yes. We have about once a month. Once a month, we'll go through our favorite fast food restaurants and what the best thing to order there is. Now we've all kind of agreed Wendy's nugs are the best and you really can't do much better than Wendy's chicken nuggets. Now Bill is shaking his head at me. I'm going to let it go because the only fast food I like is McDonald's. I like a double quarter pounder with cheese and 10 McNuggets well, and a large and a large fry. Now, I have fast food like once every two or three years because you know, I cut it out of my diet, not because I'm a healthy guy, but because of the opposite. I do a lot of unhealthy shit, and that was the thing that I, th- I thought, like, I'll cut that out so I don't just die. I 
am really good for a fast food meal. Three times a week? No, 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 no. Probably about three times a month. Okay. Um, and that's actually gone down a lot since... Since we, we started, left Wildfire. And since we started doing shows at home, I don't have to yeah. rush right from work to a studio. So that it, it was mostly convenience. And also, I really love trash food. It is great. However, to bring this back. So In-N-Out Burger. Um, not good. And I wholeheartedly agree, not good. Um, I've only been once and I went in Las Vegas and this was God, years ago. Um, and it's not on the strip in Las Vegas, which should be enough proof that it's not that good because every fucking thing else is on the strip. Like there are fast food restaurants in casinos. You don't have to leave, but in and out Burger, not on the strip. So you have to take a cab to go to a fast food restaurant and you've got to awkwardly sit in the cab and yell over the driver to go through the drive through. Like it's, just, it's uncomfortable. Um, so then we get, we get our, our in and out burger and we go back to the hotel and we eat it and it's bad. So not only was it a hassle to get there, but it's bad food. I could have gone downstairs in the fucking, I think it was at Harrah's. I could have gone downstairs and gotten a five times better burger from McDonald's than taking this taxi all the way to In-N-Out Burger. Trash. I was glad uh, I watch uh, I watch the Dan Patrick show most days when I'm up on time. So, you know, it varies. Um, but I was glad to hear one of the Danettes, my guy Seton, say five guys is better. And that was just, that was awesome, because Five Guys is better. It's a superior burger, superior toppings, superior fries. So I'm glad we could bring that full circle. Um, I like Five Guys. I haven't been there in a couple of years. I've been told that their quality has gone down, which I find hard to believe. Um, only because there are so many of them. Like, maybe your local Five Guys quality has gone down, but that doesn't mean that all of them have. Um... I really like Five Guys. I like being able to order two different kinds of bacon cheeseburgers and then shove them right into my face. I don't like their fries either, but I understand that that's more of a personal preference than a knock on their fries. I like crunchy fries. Theirs are much more potatoey. Okay, okay, I gotcha. Um, Steph, what is this trip you're taking this weekend? You're leaving Friday. What what exactly is it? Because you've you guys have explained it to me, but yeah. I've kind of glazed over. But it seems like something that's important. The nerd conference. Yeah, what actually is it? Every time you call it the nerd conference, I stop listening. So it's the Rochester Institute of Technology Hockey Analytics Conference. Oh, R R I T H A C is the hashtag. Um. And what it is is they get all of all of the people who do hockey analytics and teach hockey analytics and and study hockey analytics, and they put them all in one room, and it, it's a whole day worth of talks and lectures. Um, I I was asked to be on the social media panel, so I am a presenter on the panel um, with. Corey Pronman is on the panel with me. That's pretty cool. That is really cool. Yeah. So we're first thing in the morning on Saturday. If you're going to RIT HAC, let me know because we'll be there. Charlie is going to be there. He's in attendance. He's not speaking this year. I think he did last year. Um, but it should be it should be really interesting. If you're someone who likes to learn about stuff, like this is definitely the place to go. I know they're doing a coding workshop on Friday night. So if you want to learn how to code, they're they're doing that too. Um, and I'm going to Canada for the first time. Oh, la la. I've decided I'm flying in to Rochester Friday afternoon and renting a car and driving to Niagara Falls, the Canada side. I've never been to Canada, which is kind of funny considering that I cover hockey. But it should be good. I've never been out of the country, Steph. You don't have a passport, Bill. You, I, I went to Hawaii, but that's a state. That is a state. You don't need a passport <laughs> to go to Hawaii. Exactly. Well, I don't have one. I've never needed one. Can, can you get a passport? Like, Can you just... 
Can you do I don't that know. for me? They're no, like I'm, 60 I'm, bucks. Just get a passport. <laughs> because when the country goes down the shitter, you're going to want to flee and you're going to need a passport. Steph, when the country goes down the shitter, they're not going to be checking for passports. That's all that, like these people who think like, oh yeah, let me stockpile cash for the zombie apocalypse. Like you're going to be able to pay off warlords with freaking paper money. Like, it's um, not happening. They might be checking passports. I don't actually know how political refugees are tracked and identified. I don't actually know this. Steph, when this country goes under, it's just gonna be it's just gonna be the apocalypse. Nuclear like, we're holocaust. Just have, yeah, we're just gonna have to like steal our own plane. Or I'll just go to Mexico. Mexico is the shit. I was That's actually a- I was talking to Kelly today about taking a long weekend and just drinking champagne and tequila and eating tacos on the beach for four days no that's what steph you next week on this show you have to report back about the party scene at the uh at the nerd conference i gotta know if it's like everyone's doing body shots and it's just i want to know how weird it gets okay please keep in mind who it is you're putting in charge of this because there's a good (laughs) chance i attend the hockey conference on saturday leave at five o'clock and go to bed well fair enough (laughs) actually i think we're all attending a hockey game on saturday night together i don't really know i don't really the sabers or some like no a a, team a college team because we're at a college oh right 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 i don't really know geography i assume rochester's Rochester's in new york yeah, I under, I know that. I just don't know. Like, is it close to Buffalo? I assume it is. I assume everything yeah. that isn't. I assume everything that isn't New York City is Buffalo in the Ooh. state of New York or Connecticut. Well, it's it's not. Um, Connecticut okay. is a different state. Yeah, but is it though? Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was at all. I don't actually know. I know it's it's about an hour from Niagara Falls. That's what I know because that's what I've looked at. All right, I'm pretty sure Buffalo like is Niagara Falls. All right, let's get on with the show. We don't need to do. <laughs> we don't need to do the continuing hour of Bill doesn't know geography. No, we uh-huh. should though. I Speaking wanna... of Las Vegas and my oh. my uh, In and Out Burger story, come with us to Las Vegas. Broad Street Hockey is going to Las Vegas to watch the Flyers in February. Um, play the Vegas Golden Knights. They could just be the Knights by then. They could just be the Knights by then. Uh, We're going with fans of Philly who set up a handful of packages for us. It should be a lot of fun. I actually, I'm I'm really confident that it's going to be a lot of fun. So we're going out there for a few days. There are multiple open bars and we're going to be doing a live show of Broad Street Hockey Radio at an open bar. It's a pregame, so... It's going to be a lot of fun. You should come with us and check that out. It's on broadstreethockey.com and also fans of Philly, fans spelt with a PH, fans of Philly. It's fans of Philly. Okay. I told you that last night, but you were yeah, so I, high up in the comments that you didn't see. I said, oh, okay, high up in the comments. Uh, I, yeah, I said, <laughs> I said, I said, Philly is flyer on the post game last night. I'm glad I got that right. Good for me, Bill. All right, let's get it's into all right. this. I put it in the comments. Yeah, okay. That's where everyone was hanging out anyway, because that's where you were. Uh, let's get now. Let's let's get now to this uh, week's edition of Bill Loves the NBA. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I love the NBA. Uh, I'm watching the Sixers game right now, actually. They're up 67-65, but uh, I love the NBA. One, not so two, mu- three, four, five, Sixers. I love the NBA not so much for the on-court action, which is fine. You know, basketball's whatever. Uh, I'll watch it. Um, but I love it because the drama is at this point better than professional wrestling. And it actually took uh, a little bit of a violent turn this week. Tell as me uh, more. The Bulls had an in-house fight. Uh, Bobby Portis knocked out Nikola Miritich, Miritich uh, hospitalized him. He went to the hospital. He was diagnosed with a concussion and a fractured jaw. God damn! Bobby Porter straight up jawed him, and he this, got. What to... is this? The, the Jets? Exactly. The dude who knocked out Geno Smith on the Jets got cut. Yeah, he did. Bobby Portis suspended eight games for knocking out a teammate. That <laughs> is amazing. 
There, uh, the the Bulls' vice president of basketball ops, uh, John Paxson, uh, described a situation where both players were at fault and said that uh, Miritich would miss four to six weeks. But it, even it, it seems like they were both kind of trash talking, and this is just the way it went. It just got physical. Dudes being dudes, you know, no one's going to back down. Someone throws a punch, someone's in the hospital. Just the way she goes, I guess. But eight games seems... <laughs> As one does. Yeah, eight games seems kind of light, right? For knocking um, out a teammate. I mean, it's, it's your own fucking teammate. You should miss as much time as that man is out with an injury. Like, that. that is you being a dumb shit. What are you doing knocking out your teammate? What, like, what are you doing? If if Miritich is mi- mix, missing four to six weeks, Portis should be too. That's garbage. Uh, like, what in, the? F- are either of them good? Uh, I I don't think anyone on the Bulls is good. I'm gonna be honest. There was okay. a uh, there was a heated debate the other night on some show I was watching about who was gonna be worse, the Bulls or the Knicks. Ooh, uh, and I think that's it might some be the tight Bulls. competition. And I think they came out saying it's gonna be the Bulls. Um, well, so. Mirtich is lucky. He's gonna, he's gonna miss four to six weeks. At least he won't have to be on the court for this stuff. He's got a concussion. He won't remember. That's I I think oh, the that's punishment. A shitty driver. I think the I think Bobby punit Bobby Portis's punishment should be he has to play every minute of the season. <laughs> I um God, how stupid do you have to be to knock out your teammate? Fracture jaw. Like that's not just a normal punch. No, like, he that's... got him good. Jesus. I, in a, a concussion and a fractured jaw. So is this one punch where your brain is scrambled eggs and you're drinking out of a straw, you're eating out of a straw for the next two months? That's how I took it, yeah. Like, how hard do you have to hit a guy in the mouth to give him a concussion? Or, they unless- always... Unless he, like, hit the floor, and that's what gave him the concussion. He could have, or, like, the violent snap back, because that's what they always told us when I was a kid. The the whiplash is what caused concussions. That's what they told us when I was a kid, and they would say, oh, yeah. They've learned a lot since the 80s about brains. (laughs) Uh, It was the 90s and early 2000s. Okay. Were you a kid in the early 2000s? I guess. I was in, like, I was in, like, what? The seventh grade on 9-11? So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But we used to have this thing, uh, if two teammates had an issue when we played hockey, it was called helmets and gloves. You would take off all your equipment after practice, put your helmet and gloves back on, and just beat the shit out of each other until the problem was resolved. I don't hate that. It's just the way we dealt with things. You got a lot of rage, you got an issue. Can we start doing that with Broad Street Hockey? (laughs) I don't want to deal with all Kelly's built-up rage. Yeah. We I should bet kick you, our asses, I she, think. She works out a lot. She's always going to stuff. Working we out. make fun of Charlie for going to the gym all the time. Like, it's Kelly. Kelly's at the gym every day. Yeah, I picture Charlie as like a, uh, I picture Charlie as like a stationary bike guy. And I see Kelly just like being a kickboxing champion. All right. I'm just saying, a lot of my issues would be resolved if I could beat the shit out of some of these people with just gloves me. and they have you a just, helmet on. You just would have hit me, is what it no. comes down to. No, it's not just you. <laughs> All right, uh, while we're on the subject it's of Travis. how hilarious... It's Travis. I'm going to beat up Travis. Uh, suck it, Travis. Uh, <laughs> while we're on the subject of uh, how hilarious the NBA is... The uh, the incredibly petty Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, petty! Kevin Durant is is this yeah. is this petty like ten out of ten petty? Because I aspire to be ten out of ten petty. I mean, that's Russell Westbrook on any given day, like nice. holding off holding off the announcement of his max extension until Kevin Durant's birthday. Like yeah. that is that's petty. Russell Wilson every single day. Ten but out it, of ten. It, <laughs> The Oklahoma City Thunder gave Kevin Durant's number 35 to an undrafted rookie. Uh, P.J. Dozier uh, gets gets Kevin Durant's number 35. 
And, uh, yeah, it's been a year, so you're thinking, all right, it doesn't, you know, maybe there's only so many numbers, but it's a 12-man it's a team. Like, there are unlimited numbers in basketball. It's not like football where there's only certain numbers for certain guys. And there is also precedent in Oklahoma City of the team denying a number request. Okay. Uh after Dion Waiters was traded to the Thunder in 2015, his preferred number three was already taken, so he requested number 13. The Thunder told him to pick again. That was James Harden's old number there. Was James Harden traded? Yes, they traded him. Uh, they traded him away and didn't want to award it to someone else. It was kind of like you know he was just here. We don't want you uh, wearing that number. But number thirty-five, Kevin Durant, because he left to go to the competition, they slapped that on a they slapped that on an undrafted rookie right away. I'm reading your notes here, and it says the Thunder later acknowledged that it was an internal miscommunication that led to. Um... What'd you say his name was? Dion. Dion Waiters. Yeah, being denied the number, so it wasn't on purpose. Oh sure, just like announcing Russell Westbrook's extension on Durant's <laughs> birthday wasn't on purpose. Come on. Okay, so it was Come on purpose. On. <laughs> so they not only did they give it to someone, they gave it to an undrafted rookie. They yes. gave it to a, to a no one. Yes, and I think that's purposeful. I remember reading a few a uh, few years back about Ron Jaworski and his uh, he had a tumultuous tumultuous relationship with Buddy Ryan, and when the you Eagles, didn't. yeah, well, sure, when the Eagles let Jaws walk uh, after '86, they threw what? What are you doing? I have my oh, microphone okay. precariously perched on top of the entire Game of Thrones series, and it keeps falling. <laughs> They they slapped uh, Jaworski's number seven like immediately on a kicker. <laughs> like it, it was a purposeful That's thing, funny. and uh, they had a they had a bad they had a bad relationship. Uh, Buddy would bring in Randall on third down for his dual threat presence, and just constantly undermined Jaws. They didn't have a good relationship, and then when he left, slapped the kicker's number on him, and that was the first thing I thought of uh, with this. Is this petty? Is this Oklahoma City being petty? Like, is this a petty thing to do? Yes. But I wouldn't say it's 10 out of 10 petty. I would say it's about 6 out of 10 petty. Like, if if that's the number that PJ wanted, then, like, why would you not give him the number that he wanted just because some bum went and left? Well, I wouldn't exactly say some bum. Some bum went and left them. <laughs> To go, their wife left them, and someone else wanted that number. But their wife left and ended up with George Clooney. Like that's the thing. Well, like sometimes never... shit happens. <laughs> sometimes shit happens. But this also made me think. This is just a question I've always had, Steph. Yeah. I've always wondered that if the Flyers win the the draft lottery the year they you know lose sixty games and are by far the worst team in the league, but somehow end up with the second pick. I've always wondered if they win the draft lottery that year if Patrick Kane is given eighty eight. Um. Probably not. Well, I've all, because the Flyers are they're retiring eighty eight later this season in honor of Eric Lindros, and the organization and 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 Lindros made up like in twenty eleven twenty twelve ish because of uh to to get ready for the alumni game the Winter Classic and all that, but the draft I think it was the o six I think it was the o seven draft uh, was the Patrick Kane draft, and you have this you know number one pick emerging superstar. We don't know he's a shitty person yet. We just know he's a great player, and he wants to wear eighty-eight. There was evidence there that he was a shitty person. It, but... it wasn't public knowledge. I didn't no. know it at the time. Okay. Uh... I don't think so. I think that I mean there were stories that it was just unofficial. You can't take eighty-eight, and that's been lore around the locker room for a while. So I don't think so. And an even lighter basketball talk, Steph. Oh, boy. Joel Embiid called his minutes restrictions fucking bullshit. Oh, my God. I forgot. I forgot the hashtag. Oh, my God. I forgot it. <laughs> Here they come? No. No. Oh. 
Oh, everything is bad. That's true. It's something about ass. What what was his tweet about ass? Oh, uh, was it wasn't eat ass. Total no. ass or No, it was something like that. Oh my god, I'm a failure. Kick me remember. off this show. I I would if I could, Steph. No, I would never. <laughs> I need you for this show. I know because I put it together. <laughs> Uh, I love Embiid, uh, and he just wants to play, but when I see him react this way, I also think he's very savvy. and Extremely knows the ass! Extremely ass, that's what it was. <laughs> I think Embiid is very savvy and knows the fans are frustrated with the minutes restrictions, and you know he's played 31 games in three years and all that stuff, and uh, he gets to be the good guy in this scenario, so people like me will say... He wants to play, but the team is being overly cautious. Like, he's a smart dude. He probably knows this is the right way to get him through as much of the season as possible. But if he goes out and just says, yeah, this is fucking bullshit, everyone will love him even more. Um, yes. I I love Joel Embiid, like, a lot. And I also love all of the pictures of the Flyers wearing Joel Embiid merchandise today. They looked like such little kids. Um, except for Michael Roffel, did you did you see that picture? Michael, Michael Roffel is a grown ass man. Michael Roffel was wearing a foam finger. Yes, and also a Philly hat, but it's okay because it was a Joel Embiid jersey. That was true. Now I'm fine with the mixing of sports. I've been wearing my Sixers hat all week just because I want people to know I trust the process now. Oh, right now, now you do. Yeah. What shirt are you wearing? Whose number? Uh, I got ghost. I got ghost on. Very good. Yeah. I have Clarky. This is a. Uh, I like wake up in the morning and it's an actual like okay. I, I wear. I only wear wrestling shirts on Mondays now for uh, specifically for BSH Radio. So it's basically down to plain black T-shirts or flyer shirts, and I have to choose. I'm like okay. I think today is a ghost day. You have to. You have to figure out which player you're feeling. Yeah, like who? What? What? Who do I want to be representing today? Like when I go to Dunkin' Donuts, who do I want the people behind me to know I'm supporting today? I very much do this too. Usually, it's on days that I'm not going to the office, but like I have a Steve Mason shirt just in my closet, and I'm just like, ah, uh, he's playing extremely ass right now. I cannot, <laughs> cannot represent Steve Mason while I'm at Wawa getting my coffee. Did I ever tell you the story of Frankie's Marty Biron shirt? No, please tell me now. Okay, so, um... Frankie, like... who just signed up to our Patreon. Thank you, Frankie. <laughs> he did, yes, I saw that. He, like, texted me, like, let me get the link. And I was like, all right. Uh, all right, so it's that it's the first game after that terrible season. It's the first, it's the first Flyers game. It's the home opener with Danny Briere and Jason Smith and Kimo team and in, and like the whole new look flyers and Richards and Carter are there again. And it's like the new look flyers and Frankie, Frankie's a short guy. So he loves other short guys was dying for a Danny Briere, uh, a Danny Briere Jersey. We had a couple of beers. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We were doing a little pregame in. Uh, we might have had a 40 on the subway there. It, we, we were having fun Just at the game. Just on the subway. That's like two stops. I'm impressed. Well, we were coming from, um, we were coming, I was living at Drexel at the time. Oh, okay. So we were Better. coming from like 40th and Market. Yep. Um, That's enough so, time for a 40. Yeah. So we were having a good time pregaming for this game. Flyers, uh, they won. Jason Smith blocked a shot, scored his only goal of the season on an empty netter. A lot of fun. Going I forgot the fan that he was a thing. Yeah, he was the captain for one year. Well, I forgot about it. We go into the we go into the fan shop uh, after the game. We're all a little banged up. Frankie gets himself what he believes is a Danny Briere jersey. And it's Marty Biron. We doesn't notice. We walk out. He puts it on, like, over his clothes. And he walks. he's walking in front of me. I go, Frankie, you know that's, that's the goalie, right? That's Marty Biron? He goes, no shit. Takes it off, looks at it, goes, god damn it. I'm like, you want to just go in and, like, exchange it real fast? He goes, nah, screw it. Let's just go. And it has been the good luck shirt ever since. They won really? the Yeah, he breaks it out for like big games now. That's incredible. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> what? Did he ever get his Danny Briere shirt? 
Uh, he got a jersey eventually. Oh, okay. Frankie that's... also one time drunkenly bought a Lucas Pisa jersey. Well, that's just a poor investment. <laughs> that's what I told him. He woke up, he woke up the next morning and canceled. It was right when they put out the orange jerseys as the alternate. And uh And Lucas Spiza is what he went with? He was the first round pick and his name ends in a vowel. Frankie Barbado, you know? They kind of right. they got that brotherhood. All right. I uh he woke okay. up the, he, he woke up the next morning and canceled it and changed it to a chemo team in. Uh, All right, that's better. Yeah. But now we have to I, I tell you these funny stories because I just don't want to get to this, but it's something that happened. I feel the same way about this almost the way I do the anthem. Before we started tonight, Steph, I was like, something happened with anthem shit today, and I don't have it in me to talk about it. And I don't Steph know was, what happened in the news today other like than a, apparently Melania Trump uses a body double. I, I know. <laughs> That shit was hilarious. I saw that today. I was like, this is the best news I've ever heard. That's that all I know about what happened today. I was dying. Yeah, there was some meeting with the owners and some players. I oh, don't... that Kaepernick wasn't invited to, and that was yeah, the whole thing. Something, yeah, yeah, but I don't have it in me to talk about the anthem. I don't care anymore. I care about the protest and what they're protesting. I don't care about the story at all anymore. Mm-hmm. But here's another story I'm pretty much fatigued on. Uh, a judge has granted another delay of Ezekiel Elliott's suspension. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Am I a bad person because I don't care about this anymore? Um. Yes, and I'll tell you why. Because that's what they want. That's why they keep dragging this shit out. Similarly to how they dragged out Deflategate because people were sick of it and it just kept bringing attention back to the fact that the Patriots were cheaters. Um. They're they're doing this because they don't want it to be a thing anymore, so they're dragging it out. So anytime people hear about Ezekiel Elliott suspension, domestic violence, they just tune it out because they've been hearing it for a year. They don't want to know. They don't want to know about it. They didn't want to know about it in the first place, and they certainly don't want to hear about it a year later. Yeah, but I know the NFL wants to suspend them, and that's all well and good. If they get the suspension, I just I just feel like suspend them or don't. I'm tired of needing a lawyer to understand sports. I'm so sick of there being like, oh yeah, okay, here's this judge's decision, and I'm sitting here like a like an uneducated asshole because I can't figure out. I'm like, is he playing on Sunday? Do I need to continue to stash Alfred Morris? Like, what's going on? So number one, there are things more important than your fantasy team. Not in my world. Like my fantasy team. <laughs> Which, who won this week? Thank you. Um, For the second time this season, my team is trash. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, I don't don't understand what's happening. I don't understand how he continues to get away with this. When they did suspend him, so they did suspend him, and he keeps finding some loophole that I don't understand to get out of it. And, And I don't, I don't know how this is possible. I don't know how the NFL keeps allowing it to happen. And and there's this, you, can, um, you can say that there's the lawyers involved and it's, the NFL isn't allowing anything. And, and if you genuinely believe that, then, you know, I've got some, some Oceanside property in Illinois to give you. But I mean, they, they have handed him a six-game suspension and they are continuing to pursue it. It's just that he keeps getting injunctions filed. Uh, there's this line in a... And Thank You for Smoking, which is a great movie. I know Steph hasn't seen it, but I'm telling this to all the people out there. Um, the dude who plays Two-Face, uh, Aaron Eckhart, is actually in that movie. Uh, he plays this character, Nick Naylor, who's a lobbyist for Big Tobacco. And his son is, like, doing an essay question. He just His son asks, Dad, why is the American government the best government in the world? And Nick Naylor just replies, our endless appeals system. Oh, so it's it's suspended until the judge returns from vacation at the end of the month and can hear the case. Are you fucking so, kidding me? No, I wish I was. So not only is this judge on vacation for an entire month. What a life. For an entire month. What the fuck? I'm more angry about that. How does <laughs> how do I how do I get that job? I I think you need a law degree to begin. This is bullshit. So anyway, that's why, because the judge, Catherine, I don't know how to say names, Falia, F-A-L-L-I-A, returns from vacation at the end of the month and can hear the case. 
That's hilarious. The that's, next phase will be in two weeks. So. That's perfect. Ezekiel Elliott's going to get suspended for the Pro Bowls. What's going to happen? That's like I. That's suspend him or don't. I just don't want to hear about it anymore. I, like that's the thing is that's my other issue is I've always thought like putting this on the NFL is kind of unfair. Like people who commit acts of domestic violence, people who commit sexual assault. Uh, people who get drunk and drive belong in jail. It shouldn't be up to their employer to, to, to hand out the punishment. These people should just belong in jail, but that shit doesn't happen. So I have to be angry at the NFL and the, and the, and the guy who committed the act at the same time because they're both just friggin' morons. Okay. We've discussed this multiple times I know. on this show. Yes, you're absolutely correct. These people belong in prison. Not not just like regular drunk tank jail. They belong in prison. Um and that's not happening. However, if you're working for a regular employer that's not the NFL and you're not a, a super millionaire celebrity athlete and you get a DUI, it gets back to your employer, there's there's a good chance that you're going to get fired. If if you're working for a regular employer and you're not a millionaire celebrity athlete and you get arrested for assault, there's a very good chance that you get fired. Probably. So the NFL isn't firing people for these things. Sometimes, sometimes the NFL will suspend them. Sometimes. It's all collectively bargained. I mean, this is something that the union has fought for and... It, it's a it's a protection of the union that they have this appeal system, and I, I I'm just I'm just friggin' tired of hearing about it, and that's why I want to move on to something that's like positive because we spend so much of this show, uh, we spend a lot of time talking about the the awfulness of the NFL and the people who run it and some of its employees. I want to point out someone who's doing something great, uh, beyond great, something that is. Uh, Every athlete says, oh yeah, you know, I'd play for free. I love this game. Uh, defensive end for yours, mine, and our Philadelphia Eagles, Chris Long, is actually going to be playing for free this season. Um, he donated his... Uh, he donated his first six game checks to provide two scholarships for students in his hometown of Charlottesville, Virginia. That was uh, immediately in the wake of the... Um, white supremacist rally that claimed one person's life in his hometown of Charlottesville. That's well, amazing. His ne his next 10 game checks and it's a 16 week season, so this is all of his checks. Uh he's donating his last 10 game checks to programs that benefit educational equality in Philadelphia where he plays, St. Louis where he used to play and Boston he used to play for the Patriots last year. So he's actually going out and positively affecting the communities in which uh he has in which he has played football and it's just absolutely amazing to hear. I'm so happy the Eagles signed this dude. Yeah, that's that's absolutely incredible. Uh, the first question that comes to mind is, is what does his contract look like? Like, is this a substantial amount of money? Uh, yeah, it, it's he signed, gotta be, right? It was only a one-year deal. He's not one of, like, the... He's not... He doesn't have, like, a premier contract. Or, I'll look it up right now. Okay. Um, NFL... So, I'll, I'm uh, just gonna keep it, talking while you look this up. Yeah, go ahead. You do that. Um, so... So you have here in your notes that he had big shoes to fill in terms of Connor Barwin's involvement with the community, which is very, very true. Uh, Connor Barwin donated a lot of money and time to building parks for disadvantaged neighborhoods, um, community centers, uh, did a lot with getting kids active. Um, he did a lot for the city of Philadelphia and, and, and that was definitely a hole that was, that the Eagles themselves hadn't filled. I know that a lot of them are involved with other things off the field, but that was just one of the things that no one had quite stepped up to. So this is, this is amazing. Could you imagine just not getting paid for a year? Like just having enough money in the bank to just be like, yeah, I don't, I don't need this contract. That's yeah, cool. It's, um... It looks like it's two point two five million. He's Damn. gonna he's gonna donate this year. That's what it looks like. His uh, 
that's what it looks like his contract was for. So that's just absolutely incredible. He's yeah. doing a he's doing a hell of a job. And yeah, Connor Barwin was just an all around good guy, someone we really liked having here. Uh, yeah. Didn't really fit the defense anymore, and they basically went out and got uh, new Connor Barwin. It was like, okay, this is a this is <laughs> he's 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 a similar personality, similar dude, and he just his Does position his position like exists. Uh, no, no one's got hair like Connor Barwin. Barwin had that great hipster hair. It was awesome. It was good. I have a selfie with Connor Barwin. The other great thing about Chris Long is he's been more productive than I expected. Yeah. Uh, he's got a couple of sacks and a forced p- fumble. He's playing a rotational role, getting good pressure. Uh, I expect to see him back here next year. He's doing real well, and it's pretty awesome because uh, he's he's just doing great things. He does not have Connor Barwin hair. I had to uh, Google him. He does not. He doesn't, no. Uh, I, I He's a man, but not Connor Barwin hair. Uh, I'm going to get to this next thing now uh, with the Aaron Rodgers injury. Uh, I don't think Mike McCarthy is a very good coach. Uh, personally, I think. No, I don't think sh- he is either. No, I, I think the Packers should have fired him after he lost that uh, I, that, I that, that playoff game to the Seahawks a couple years ago. Well, I think it's pretty much common knowledge that Aaron Rodgers is pulling a Peyton Manning, right? And Aaron Rodgers is coaching the team and... Mike exactly. Yeah. Just kind of I mean, like, yeah, that's whatever you say. That's why. That's why he's there because those two have a good relationship. That's that's the yeah. thing. It's yeah, sure. You know, hang around. You're <laughs> boys with Aaron. But um, I kind of sympathize with McCarthy in this situation. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is probably out for the year with a broken collarbone. What What's the matter? I was telling you to keep talking. I need to keep oh, my computer. I thought you were saying wrap it up. No, uh, no. Aaron Rodgers is probably out for the year with a broken collarbone, and so uh, their backup, Brent Hundley, is taking over, and uh, their third stringer, Joe Callahan, is now the backup. And so, of course, a reporter asks if uh, the pa- asks Mike McCarthy if the Packers are going to have interest in going out and signing Colin Kaepernick to compete for the backup role. Hmm. And this is just not what teams do. Like, I get that people want to see Kaepernick get a job, and then they see, you know, a frontline starter to go down, and then some guy named Joe Callahan is now the backup for uh, for the Green Bay Packers. But I really, I appreciated Mike McCarthy's answer here. He said, okay, I got three years invested in Brent Hundley, Two invested in Joe Callahan. The quarterback room is exactly where it needs to be. And yeah, no, it's not. Like, no. without Aaron Rodgers, that team is is pretty screwed. Uh, I mean, he's maybe the biggest difference maker in the league. But um, teams just don't go out in week seven and sign a new quarter. Like, yes, if, if it was somebody... I, I don't even I, I can't even think I mean, of a they, situation. They, they do. They they will go out and pick up quarterbacks throughout the season. They will go out and pick up players throughout the season, but not to start. Like they'll they'll pick up, you know, third string quarterbacks, maybe if they need the depth, with no expectation that this person is gonna see the field. And it's not and now they have Hunley's their starter, and they have uh, Callahan as the backup. They probably have someone else on the practice squad. Y- you don't go out and get the Colin Kaepernick type at this point in the season. Um, when, when, uh, what's what the hell's the kid's name in Miami? I'm drawing a total blank here. Jay when, Cutler. No, that's when when the starter went down in Miami in the preseason, oh. and they go out and get Jay Cutler, that is the situation in which you do it, when it's, okay, it's the beginning of the year, we want to hold this thing together. But, you know, whether or not you sign Colin Kaepernick, your team's going to be 3-3 three and three over the next six games either way, probably. So Who it's just, is the starting quarterback in Miami? Jay okay. Cutler is now. I can't remember. Well, before the, that. Yeah, I, I want to say Tannehill, but that doesn't... Yes, matter. Ryan Tannehill. Oh, it, thank it is? Okay. Yes. He got hurt, and uh, they, brought in, they brought in Cutler, but... This is uh, so I kind of sympathize with with Mike McCarthy here because like it's like seriously now we get drug into the Kaepernick stuff because my starter got hurt like I get it yes if it happened in, in preseason absolutely bring in Kaepernick but it's not the time now it doesn't make any sense yeah but this is where I want to get to some Eagles stuff Steph oh boy the, the division leading Philadelphia Eagles I'm not celebrating the Aaron Rodgers injury. 
because I like watching the guy play, and I always want to see great players do as much great as they can while their career is ongoing because you don't get to watch these guys forever. Uh, even Brett Favre at the end, as long as he hung on. When it was over, I was like, ah, all right. All right, no more Brett. This is going to take some getting used to. So I want to see Aaron Rodgers be as great as he can be for as long as he can be. I always hated Peyton Manning. And after that Super Bowl, I was like, oh, man, I would love to be able to watch one more Peyton game, even though he was done. Um, so I'm not celebrating the Rodgers injury. But I am recognizing that this is a great opportunity for the Eagles. Sure is. <laughs> player for player, I think the Eagles are better than the Packers, even with Aaron Rodgers. But matchup-wise, Rodgers against the Eagles secondary is not great for Philly. Nope. Now, after beating the Panthers, uh, and it would have been pretty handily if Pete Morelli wasn't uh, you know, out here betting on games, which he absolutely is. There's no other explanation for it. A team, one team is penalized once for one yard, and the other team is penalized ten times for 126 I hope you're betting on games, because if you're that incompetent at your job, that's a whole different story. That's even worse. Well, that's maybe, even worse. maybe the Eagles should not have fucked up. Go ahead, Steph. You're frozen on my screen. Oh, there I can you... still hear you. Okay, well, I just said maybe the Eagles shouldn't have fucked up. <laughs> they didn't. The Eagles were well. not cheating in that game. It was, the, it was the referee who was cheating. Okay, well, but that's last. Cute. Last week, uh, I came on this show, and I said, why not us? Eagles look like they're as good as anybody, basically. Hold on. You, you out here who just spent the past week yelling about how the Flyers need to stop taking penalties, and, and penalties are penalties, and it's not the ref's fault for calling the penalties, are flipping the switch for the other sport? Yeah, because that stuff was clear. Carolina was penalized one time for one yard. And the Eagles were penalized 10 times for 126. That's literally impossible. So you see the Robert Haig slashing call from yesterday, and you're like, oh, oh yeah, that's totally a slash. It is I now. Think... It's how they call it. Okay. As long as it's even for both teams, I don't care. What I didn't like about the, about the, uh, about the way the Flyers game was officiated last night um, – was that they just put the the whistle in their pockets at one end of the ice. Yep, they once did. The, once the score got way out of hand in the Flyers' favor, the Flo Florida just wasn't whistled for anything, and the Flyers were called for three straight penalties just so the Panthers could break the shutout. Uh-huh. But I digress. Last week I came on this show and said about the Eagles, why not us? We're as good as anybody. And now I look around the NFC and sudden, suddenly my why not us mentality from last week has become, it should be us. The Eagles are the best team in the NFC right now. They just beat the Panthers, who might have been their best competition. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is out for the year. The Eagles should be in the Super Bowl. I'm not saying they should win it, but they should be in the Super Bowl. So do you think that they could beat Carolina again? I do, absolutely. Okay. They would have whooped Carolina's ass if it wasn't for that ridiculous officiating. Okay. I need to look at the standings because I've been very involved in hockey. The standings of which I also don't know, so don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> I was um, looking at it today. Oh, Minnesota. Yeah, eh. Minnesota leads their division. Their quarterback is Case Keenum. I'm pretty sure... Um, Sam Bradford's out for the year. Yeah, LA is, is LA is up a game on uh, on Seattle. So like that division is up for grabs. Those two teams are really not that. Yeah, good. but Russell Wilson comes through in the second half of the season. If they're there, I love Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is probably my number two pick. If I had uh, if there was a like a, a full league fantasy draft, but uh, I don't know if that team is going to hold up that long. Interesting. The Eagles are the best team in the NFC right now. Yes, they are. I mean, not only in record, but in talent. It, Ronald Darby is going to come back soon. They're saying Sidney Jones could play this year. So they're going to get two players added to their weakest spot at cornerback. I, As far as I'm concerned, I'm penciling this team into a conference championship, uh, and it's not really all that close right now. Should be us. They're the best team. I don't know what to do with 
multiple good teams in this city. Like, are we going to have to stop doing this show? <laughs> like, we'll just be yelling happily. Well, this has been a very non-yelly hour. It's a, we're almost at an hour. Like, well, Steph, we... that's why that's when we get to this next thing. I am completely satisfied with the Flyers right now, but we have to do what we're yelling about. Um, what are you yelling about? Travis Sanheim, my my Travi. I'm I'm yelling about that. Um, I'm yelling about Brandon Manning and how Brandon Manning is still in this fucking lineup when Brandon Manning brings nothing to a team. Like, nothing. Brandon Manning is a depth player. And when I say depth player, I don't mean, oh, he plays on the bottom pair and he's fine. I mean, he's there when your starters get injured. That's what I mean by depth player. And if he's not there when your starters get injured, that's fine because there are seven others in Lehigh Valley that will take his place. So, fuck Brandon Manning, number one. Number two, Travis Sanheim is not benefiting from sitting in the press box for consecutive games. It's not going to hurt him, but he's not going to get better by not playing hockey. I don't give a shit about Dave Haxtall and his sit in the press box and learn. I I, I don't give a shit about that. And Dave Haxtall, I also don't give a shit about you. So... It's it's not helping Travis Sanheim playing Brandon Manning instead of Travis Sanheim is is a disgrace. Stop doing it. That's it. Steph, what if I were to say to you, the Flyers are outscoring opponents thirteen to three over the last two games? Is this true? How do you break up this lineup? You, I, I mean, you get Brandon Manning out. <laughs> That's how you do it. <laughs> they're winning. I like. I want to see yeah, they're, Travis they're, Sanheim sure, play. They're winning, but do you think that Brandon Manning really contributes that much to the winning? Travis Sanheim clearly isn't contributing to it. So what's it matter? Um, he was. Well, they're, they, they're, they're gonna win by two. more. They're gonna he's, win by more. He's played four games. They're four and two. He's contributed to the winning. I'm trying to think, was he in? He was in in L.A. when they lost, and he was in in Nashville when they lost. He was not the reason they lost in Nashville. The reason they lost in Nashville was three people. Dale Weiss, Andrew <laughs> McDonald, and Dave Haxtall. You're saying Brandon Manning's undefeated. Brandon Manning sucks! <laughs> He's undefeated. Brandon Manning sucks! You right now look up look up his time on ice. Look it up and then tell me tell me that he is the impact player that is making them win these games. Last it's definitely him. Brandon Manning. He has that impact. Last... Next you're gonna fucking tell me that he's gotta be in the lineup on Saturday when they play against Connor McDavid, and I'm gonna punch you right through my computer screen. Oh, he absolutely has to be oh there, there against McDavid. There's nothing that pisses me off more than that narrative about Connor McDavid and Brandon fucking Manning. He's in McDavid's head. They held McDavid. No, he's to not. Connor McDavid doesn't know who Brandon Manning is. Oh, that's not true at all. He cried Connor in the locker McDavid room. Connor McDavid doesn't have any space in his mind to waste on Brandon fucking Manning. Steph, as as silly as I think that narrative is, he does know who he is. He talked about him quite a bit last year. Why? Why did he talk about him quite a bit? Well, he was in the locker room basically crying about how none of his teammates came to his defense uh, when was, Brandon was that Manning because was... he was asked pointed questions about Brandon Manning because this city cannot get rid of the fact that Brandon Manning might possibly be relevant because I mean, he may mean something to the number one athlete in hockey, maybe, because people in this city are fucking ridiculous and think Brandon Manning matters? It has nothing to do with people in this city. It was Edmonton's media saying, hey, you know. What, you, was... you don't think that Philadelphia's media was there? Um, Two days before the game? No. Okay. I don't. All right, Steph. Um, I want to play this. What are you yelling about? Uh, nothing. I'm completely satisfied with the Flyers. They're dominating right now. I don't want to change a damn thing. Sanheim can wait his turn. Uh, I want to get to this next thing because I don't have a problem with making a disgrace of a man a national punchline. I think it's one of the. I think it's one of the benefits we have of a media-driven society is that uh, when you come out to be a shitty person, we get to just rain. Uh, jokes down on you to make you feel even worse. Um, 
But time and place matter. And I want you to play this sound from Sunday Night Football, Steph. Uh, I can't do that. You can't do that. No. It won't work. I don't know how the fuck to do that. Okay. Hmm. Oh, right. Because of the... Damn it. (laughs) I should have figured this out beforehand. Yeah. Maybe if I unplug my microphone and this will work. Unplug your head unplug your headphones. That's what I meant. Headphones. Let's try this. Back in Denver. Sorry I made a reference earlier before so I'd be a little flip about uh, somebody Oh damn it. No, this is the apology. Oh well. Not the apology. I don't want the apology. Here's the here's the good one. Okay. Okay. I mean let's face it, the Giants are coming off a worse week than Harvey Weinstein. And you're up by fourteen points. Oh. Oh, oh, so, so we, we, we just, just made, made light, light of, of, of sexual, sexual harassment. harassment. Oh, you, oh, you can't, can't hear me. me. Well, well, that's, that's okay. okay. We, we made, made we made light of sexual harassment. harassment. That's, that's that's fun and, and cool and, and not, not at all inappropriate. inappropriate. Not, not not at all inappropriate. I have no problem making fun of a sexual harasser. Well, yeah, but that's not what they're doing. No. Um Al Michaels is not a professional comedian and being winless and having your offensive genius head coach relinquish play calling duties uh, is not comparable to allegations of serial sexual assault. The Giants yeah, are. Yeah, and also Harvey Wein- Weinstein yeah. is not the victim there, having a, having a worse week than yeah. the than the sexual assaulter. Yeah, no, don't do that. Don't yeah, do it was, that. It was just a it was a bad joke uh and it was not it was not the right joke. It was not the right time or place at all. And it reminds me uh that's what I was yelling about this week on Broad Street Hockey Radio stuff was the Vegas tweet. The uh the Vegas Golden oh, Knights right, right, right. the Vegas Golden Knights were playing against Boston. They have a very um playful social media preference. They were doing all of their tweets, writing them out like um uh, like they were speaking in a Boston accent because that yep. accent is silly and fake. Uh, so they were making a joke on that. But um, they used one tweet uh, where it was Boston's forward lines for the night and they replaced all the names with uh, with with women's names and it was supposed to be a joke from Ted. And I have no problem with making it a, with, with making a joke there, but like Ted, that's <laughs> that's your that's some movie you're gonna quote like this is gonna be well, appropriate i just that's, that's a movie i've seen yeah i've seen it too i enjoyed it for the 90 minutes it was on and then i it, it turned it off and i never thought of it again because that's what you do with that kind of stuff it wasn't it, it to use that as your formula for making a joke it's not gonna go over well like regardless of what you think you're doing there at the end of the day you're using women's names instead of men's names to make fun of the other team, and that's not going to get over. No. Like that's just that's just not what we do. It's not. Well, it, it is what people do. It's just not funny. It's just not funny. And I mean, really, what you're saying is just that women are lesser than, and don't do that. And there is a great Boston movie they could have used, Goodwill Hunting, in which a movie Matt Dam- I have not seen. Oh, that's insane. But. <laughs> But Mar- but uh, Mark Wahlberg, but Matt Damon claims to have 12 brothers in that movie, and he says their names, he rattles them off in a very Boston accent, and it's hilarious. It's a funny scene in that movie, and because it's a classic great movie, people would get it and appreciate it. This was just so, stupid. The the thing that I have about that is that there are 12 forwards, yes, but there's also six defensemen and a goalie. So... Well, they said Boston's forward lines for the night. No, they used girls' names for all of them. Did they use the defenseman too? I didn't yeah, see that it was just, part. It was a different tweet. Yeah. No, I missed the, that one because of character limits. Yeah. I see. They need two hundred and eighty characters, like I have, because I'm the. King I can't of believe that you have two hundred and eighty characters. I can. I'm the best tweeter around. Well. <laughs> all right, Steph. Uh, I think that is about all the time we have for you on yelling about sports this week. Thank you so much to our patrons. 
This is exclusive Patreon content. This is the only place you can listen to yelling about sports right here. Thank you for your subscriptions. Uh, we're going to continue to pump out all the content we possibly can for you. The immediate reactions, the prospect updates, the all-NHL show. There will be new a new all-NHL show this Friday. Uh, so for Steph, for everyone at BSH Radio, have a great week, Philly. Yeah, before before we go out, was we're talking about uh, the Patreon. So we've promised a monthly all hands Q and A and a monthly two drink minimum show for our ten dollar patrons, and those will be coming before um, our our uh, watch party for the twenty dollar level patrons. So as I'm looking at my calendar, the watch party is Saturday the 28th. We will be doing our Q&A and drink party show on the 27th. So keep an eye out for that. Um, and then we'll have a more regular schedule come November when we're actually prepared for the season. <laughs> and now have a great week, Philly. Hello. I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.